From the coronavirus-free studios of Onstage Blog, this is the Box Office Preview Podcast. I am your host, Greg Earhart. And joining me today, my co-host. He's feeling awfully sick this week. And it has nothing to do with the coronavirus, (laughs) nor does it have to do with cabin fever. It's on-screen chief film critic Ken Jones. Ken, welcome. How are you? Uh, I've been better. True or false, uh, you wanted to postpone this week's recording due to uh, Mr. Tom Brady uh, signing with Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What? I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Actually, it's false. Ken never brought it up. But I was surprised you didn't. Uh, it's been a tough week. I poured my heart out on Twitter and Facebook. And, you, know. you did. It was, it was a very good... Um, uh, what do they call it? The funeral speeches. Uh, it owed, I guess, or uh, yeah, you it's a very good eulogy. Yeah, the uh, Patriots check... dynasty, <laughs> the Brady Belichick era. Well, you and, know, uh, check it out at uh, Ken Jones 81 on Twitter. Uh, very well, well, well worth a Patriots fan, Seven, or if you just want to yeah. bask in his tears if you're a Patriots hater, <laughs> like, like I am, yeah. Um, uh, 17 tweet thread no big deal <laughs> <laughs> tough week for uh patriots fans and a tough week for the country uh we have really not gone through anything like this as many people have observed uh whenever we've had tragedies um we've you know sports and movies have been our escape and mm-hmm. in this case sports and movies are part of the problem are part of the tragedy because yeah. They help uh, move this uh, virus around, and life has it's it's so it's so strange, Ken, because like life has kind of come to a stop as a result. Yeah, it's, it's like it's so weird and eerie. Yeah. There is, we, it's like everything's we, on hold. Yeah, right. Everything's on hold, and something, couple things, we're not going to get back. Um, you know, whether it's in sports world, I think I think the movies as we'll get to. Um, we expect almost all these movies will come out later. I mean, it's done. It's just a matter of when they're going to fit it in. Um, I think one of the things we'll talk about when it comes to Corona is we might see the business model change a little bit. Um, Maybe. Yeah, we've had, so just to kind of finish my little soliloquy there, you know, this is unusual times and uh, we're going to get through it together. We're, um, we're still going to re- even though this podcast is the box office preview <laughs> podcast, we don't really have much in box office to preview no. uh, for the next, probably two months. I would say it's going to be weird if uh, the box <laughs> office manages to stay open at all. And you're just out on like week nine of like onward and, you know, Emma and like all the same movies that are just like, that came out before uh, they they decided to postpone everything and right, it's like, right, yeah, it's, it's tough for the business model. So we're gonna, but we're gonna keep recording. So Ken and I usually record within you know, three feet of each other in the onstage blog <laughs> studios. However, only, we are only in our hearts. We are uh, practicing social distancing. And, and, and uh, by the way, able... you said you you said a corona uh, coronavirus free uh, podcast, but. Uh, you know, neither one of us have been tested, so don't, we don't really know if that's factually true. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, it's innocent until proven guilty. So until I am tested positive, I'm going to assume uh, assume negative. So we are going to. So we're going to keep recording. We know uh, there's very little entertainment out there, and we will prove. We will try to be uh, some beacon of entertainment for as long as uh, we don't have new movies uh, coming out in the theater. 
So stay tuned. So we're gonna. So this this episode, we're gonna talk about the coronavirus and some of the changes to the movie business model. Uh, we're going to do a little play a couple little uh, games here. Um, we ha- I have one new brand new game. I'm very excited to get in with Ken. And we're also going to get into, we're going to play a little movie studio executive game where uh, some of the movies that have been postponed, we're going to try and figure out if we were a movie studio executive, where we would put these movies. And because some of these movies have been, they're still TBD, uh, which we'll get to in a little bit. First, Ken, let's talk about the business model. So a couple of interesting things have happened. Uh, one is starting this weekend, we're going to get um, the Invisible Man available uh, on demand. Mm. <laughs> you know, which only a few weeks uh, after the release, this is unheard of, um, unprecedented. Like unprecedented. So much of what we're yeah. kind of going through right now, unprecedented. Uh, it's very exciting. Uh, in, a, in I mean, it's one sense. It's sort of you know, again, provides some hope. Um, you know, usually movies, it's it's pretty much. Usually about three to four months for a movie gets to video on demand. Yeah, usually like studios, uh, or not studios, um, movie theater chains require like a certain period of time uh, right. where they have exclusivity on the on the uh, on mm-hmm. the movie before, uh, and that's their agreement to show it. Uh, as we right. heard with, uh, I believe, um, Scorsese's. Um, why am I bl- <laughs> with the Irishman um, right. this past right. fall? A lot of yes. people, a lot of them, refuse to show it because of that. So, uh, Invisible Man and a couple other movies like The Hunt, uh, they will be coming out uh, on video on demand as uh, in a matter of week. I mean, it's going to be this weekend, but it's only a mere weeks after the theater release, and it's going to be nineteen ninety nine uh, for a rental. Um, so, again, heightened pricing uh, more than what you usually see once it gets to on demand, um, but. Still, it's um, yeah. again. I saw it. I kind of pumped my fist because Invisible Man was something I wanted to see in the theater. I was a little bummed I wasn't going to be able to, and uh, it's something we can look to. Um, Ken, give me your thoughts on that as well as uh, the additional news that um, Trolls, Trolls World Tour, the sequel, uh, is also doing something extremely unprecedented, which is it's going to have a movie theater release in whatever theaters are still open as of well. <laughs> But it's going with a high kid uh, uh, <laughs> uh, audience. Right. Yeah, I'm sure. Right, and uh, but it's going on. De- but it's going on video on demand that very same day. So it's going to be in our homes as well as in the theaters the very same day, which is uh, Good Friday, uh, the Friday before Easter. Mm-hmm. Ken, what's your thoughts on all? What's your immediate reaction, and how are you uh, digesting all? all uh, it's it's a lot to take. It's it's uh, surprising. Like they've done. There's been a few VOD same day releases but those in the past they, but they've all started nicholas been, cage and that's yeah, the goal i think exactly <laughs> they've been they've been small movies or the movies that would have been like direct to dvd 20 years ago or um you know like maybe maybe like some indie movies too um yeah not not like you know a universal movie that you know is a sequel to a movie that made a hundred wow. 200 million dollars last time around or whatever yeah basically uh, right i mean if a movie if they thought a movie is going to make at least 50 million dollars there's no chance in heck yeah it would get the video on no. demand same day yeah, same day release that's it. crazy that's unheard of um right hey you know it, i think i joked to you when they first announced the price of 1999 that it was it was like price gouging or whatever but um it, i mean if you think about it like they they obviously they um 
have to find a way to kind of recoup their costs for what they're expecting to make in the theater that they're that they're losing. Um, and, really, and so, yeah. you, like, I don't I don't usually rent a whole lot of movies for streaming because I have so many subscriptions as mm-hmm. as it is. Right. Um, but I'm, I'm guessing, if I remember correctly, from what I've seen in 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 like uh, you know surfing through. Uh, what's available? It's usually like five ninety nine, six ninety nine for like a high def rental, right. right. twenty four hours. Yeah, um, I mean, really, like twenty bucks for a movie that you can watch in the home that you would have gone to see in the theater. That's not the worst thing in the world. Like, it, it, it's not. I mean, you know? it, it's gouging for it, it's gouging if you're watching by yourself and you're not in like the Northeast or like the West Coast. Because the movie tickets, you know, are yeah. 15 bucks, generally speaking. Basically, you know, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can get them, you know, to go matinee, it's cheaper. Or some theaters, you know, it's like 11, 12 bucks. But, you know. Well, I mean, if you factor in, like, you know, the cost to, to drive and, you know, buy mm-hmm. food and everything, too. You're, I mean, you're maybe even saving a couple of bucks. No, you know, yeah. And you, only, and you only have to, and if you're buying, if you're, if you're buying it on your TV for 20 bucks, you only have to pay for that one twenty dollars, as opposed to you know a ticket for yourself and your one or two kids that you're you're taking with you. Right. You know. Right. So it's again right. So if you're watching with your spouse or your loved one or friends, you get friends over. It's a deal. I mean, yeah. it's a, it's I would just say it's a deal. It's very fair. I think. Yeah, I think it's, it's fair. fair. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, no, I have no issues with it. Um, so Ken, you've already seen The Invisible Man. Uh, have you seen I The have. Hunt? Have you seen the? Hunt? I have not. I actually might watch that. I've, I've been. I, re- For I, I was looking forward to seeing that, and I was un- I was sad that it uh, it got delayed last year. Um, so in the so how much I, would you pay game? You would pay. Yeah, it's kind of funny. We we played that game like three weeks ago. <laughs> so we know. How Little much did we pay. know. Right, right. Yeah, I uh, I would not pay nineteen ninety nine uh, to see. No, that probably That's not. Good. And I will not. I don't care how starved I am for uh, for entertainment. Um, but I, I'm not paying. I will pay nineteen ninety nine for Invisible Man. That's that's mm. without a doubt. Uh, no I would question. probably I would probably would too if I hadn't already seen it. Yes. Right. Right. So. Yeah, a lot are speculating um, that when we get back to normal, you know, uh, that we may not see indie movies uh, going to theaters. You know, they may they may also have a VOD release uh, to try and jump to the end. I mean, the hypothesis is basically that I think there's a certain suite of movies where I'm not going to bother to go to the theater, but if it's right in the home, yeah. and it's a decent price. Like, oh yeah, absolutely, I'll there, check. You know, I'll check that. That's out. true, but there's there's obviously there's there's the the big blockbuster that people are always going to want to go to, uh, you know that that's not going to go away because of this. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Um, we're talking indie movies. We're talking yeah, indie yeah, yeah, yeah. But movies. I mean, like people like myself and others, like there's still something. I still love going to the movie theater, even if it's for you know an indie movie like The Lighthouse or something. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, it's just there's something about the communal experience of being in the theater, and you know. Yeah, and I think even if, if if a movie like that's available, like in video on demand, as well as a theater, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. It's, I, I think there would definitely could, be an audience in the theater. I think it would be a good. It could be a good model, like even going with the twenty bucks, nineteen ninety nine option. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. you have the option to go see it in the theater if you want, or or stay at home and, and catch it too. You know? Yeah, and again, the Netflix movies have sort of 
already kind of went there, and they went there, and even on kind of a worse deal because obviously there's no upfront money. I mean, there's mm. upfront money that Netflix gave them uh, clearly, but I mean, it's that's just a subscription to watch The Irishman, and I think people easily would have forked over twenty bucks to watch The Irishman, you know, on demand. Uh, mm-hmm. if that's what the price was. I think even even higher if it came down to it. Uh, so I, I think so. Where I kind of come down is I think it's I think it's exciting times. I would like especially when we get to best picture candidates because and I know you usually go see most of them. I don't. I, I mean, I'm, li- I'm lucky yeah. if I see you know three. I think if I see three of them, three out of nine, that's a good year. Uh, there's some years I've seen zero, maybe one. Um, but yeah, I would definitely. I'd love to see all nine, but I'm not. I'm just not going to get to the theater. You know, find the theater that's carrying the one and that's released in a hundred theaters, or uh, you know. So I think if that's an opportunity, you know, if they're again, they're usually released on like Christmas Day or, yeah. or December 31st. There's a chance that I can do that. You know, so I can be part of the conversation. That's something I would right, and that's to. that'd be the, the thing that I would love too, because like I living in Maine, like we don't always get some of the the big uh indie releases um like that are mm-hmm. you know critically acclaimed and everything or they come out like a month later than everybody you know the big cities or whatever um, right right you know like everybody like this is just one example but the, there was a french film that made a lot of people's top 10 lists at the end of last year mm-hmm. that was uh portrait of a lady on fire yep and that didn't even come out here uh, until February, yeah, and yeah. it's like <laughs> I, I I never would have got I never got a chance to see it for the end of the year, so I couldn't I had no way of determining whether it should be in my top twenty or top yeah. 10 of the year. And you you wouldn't think finding distribution digital distribution for that would be that hard, you know? Cause no, again, if they're only putting out in five theaters. What's the harm in putting out markets? Maybe it's not around the theater, kind of like they do with football games. You know, okay, right. maybe if you're in the market, you're blacked out. But you know, for all the other markets, again, I just think if it's art, if movies are art, you know, then you want art to be seen by as many people as possible. Mm. I, I would think. Even yeah, just to have the accessibility to it if if people want it. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So, be really interesting to watch how. Trolls goes like VOD again. We'll see how Invisible Man. I expect the numbers are going to be through the roof um, for Invisible Man, even at nineteen ninety nine. There's been a few movies that have been pushed back. Uh, some with release dates and some with uh, some not. So we talked about the Bond movie, uh, No Time to Die, that got pushed back officially to November. Um, I think Thanksgiving week uh, for mm-hmm. that. Uh, there's a, a few other movies that have been pushed back to release dates unknown, and so, and those are Mulan, uh, Quiet Place Two, uh, Women in the Window, New Mutants. Uh, there's a few others, but yeah, just poor I think New Mutants. <laughs> Where <laughs> do you get to them? Been delayed like oh, that, is, that thing is never going <laughs> to see the light of day. Right, and then uh, most of it will be Black <laughs> Widow. So Black Widow had a May first release, and mm. I think some people were speculating, oh, you know, that will be the big comeback you know, to the theaters, but right. nope. Black Widow's been pushed back, and that's, you know, Marvel movies are king, and that being pushed back just shows you the severity they're expecting, you know, through May. That's so crazy. Yeah, yeah. So, I get, so again, crazy A. B, let's talk about Black Widow for a little bit, because Marvel, Marvel rules are, you know, universe, not just mm-hmm. ours, but, you know, most people's. And Marvel is very particular about when movies come out and the order they come out. So mm-hmm. as far as their continuing story, 
Right. So, uh, Marvel slated for two movies this year: uh, Black Widow as well as The Eternals, coming out in November. That was so, in November. Oh, yes. I didn't, yep. I didn't realize that. Yeah, November sixth. Okay. Mm. And but that makes it tricky because mm. I'm almost sure mm. they want Black Widow to come out first before yes. Eternals. I would so, imagine. Right, right. So that means they have to find a space, and they can't release Black. They, um, they don't want to release Black Widow too close to the Eternals, right? You know, because they want right. to give it some room, give it everybody a chance to see it. So it kind of puts them in a little bit of a box, Ken. What do you, if you had to guess, you had to play movie studio executive. I oh, in okay. terms of guessing, let me put my they movie studio executive do. hat on. Yes, yes, please. Guessing <laughs> okay. what you think they're going to do and what you would do. So where would you first, try and fit in Black Widow? So first thought that comes to mind for me, um, not knowing what's in twenty twenty one, is that I would move Black Widow back to the Eternals spot and move the Eternals to like mm. early February or or something or early March, like they when they released Black Panther or um, Captain Marvel a couple years ago. That would that would be what my first instinct would be to do. So let me pull up their release dates. Again, once you start pushing like one movie back, now you're looking at pushing yeah, like, but, everything I mean, it, back. But they they did take a long break here with with Endgame and then getting to to um, Black Widow, and they've they've toward the end there of Phase Three or whatever it was, they they did have movies coming out. You know, March, May, June, July. Uh, yeah. You know, like pray on on the regular. So, so. all right. So a couple things. So one is before any nerds start emailing us. <laughs> yes, I understand Morbius and Venom two. Oh no, we're not talking. Marvel. We're not. Right, we're not. This. They're not part of this get, universe. Get, the, still get out of here with that crap. So Shang Chi and the Legend of Ten Rings is slated for February twelfth of two thousand twenty one. Okay. So if they move what, Eternals what's back, after that they're gonna. <laughs> no, like seriously, like yeah, yeah. I I would I would I would try to like space this out like doctor strange you know, doctor strange is may 7th 2021 that's got to be pushed back already i would think because they just switched directors recently uh they haven't announced that yet yeah hmm. um spider-man is august 2021 homecoming what? and then thor love and thunder november 5th 2021 hmm. now that's spider actually this is hmm. Spider-Man seems dubious because I haven't even heard like anything about anything for that. Because really. this might be yeah, old that might yeah, that sounds. I mean, if you got Thor in 2021 in, in like November, you could push. What did you say was coming out in the summer? Uh, Doctor uh, Strange. Strange. You could push that to like. Fourth of July, put uh, Shang. Uh, what's the name of the, the movie? Shang Chi and the Legends of Shang Chi. You yeah. could put that at the the May release, and then push Eternals back to February or March, and then do Black Widow in November. So okay, does that box, fit everything in? Box Office Mojo says the Spider Man sequel is July sixteenth, two thousand twenty one. That's wow. that's what they have it as. Yeah. You could still keep that, I guess, right? I think. I can. I think. I think 
I mean, again, Man. it's possible to move all these back, but you, now we're talking. <laughs> you know, it's. I think it's in there. I think they're going to want to keep Eternals where it is, Shang Chi where it is. Uh, they're going to try and find room for Black Widow. I mean, mm. it's done. It's not like they need to so, reshoot. Her, yeah. So. so I mean, if if uh, if you got to re, I mean, we don't. The thing, the problem is, we don't know when to expect this. The you know everything right. to get back up and running. Uh, at like relatively normal, so uh, yeah. I mean yeah. maybe like in July or or something like that would be my guess. So I here's what I so if movies are back in June, let's say, mm-hmm. I think there's a space in June that could do it. So Wonder Woman, it's a little now they're going slightly up against Wonder Woman, which it will be interesting. But Wonder Woman comes out June fifth. June twelfth is only Candyman. And Greyhound. Okay. And there's a couple other ones, I think, very minor movies. Uh, so, again, Black Widow. It's Black Widow is a big enough movie where movies what have about... to cater to it. Mm. Now, it's going a week after Wonder Woman, so that's sort of the risk there. The next week after next week after I Soul, and they're not going to do that. And, again, that's another reason they, they may want to avoid June 12th. Um, do, they, do you think they definitely want to do it in the summer? I think they want to do it as soon as they can. That, I, I do too. So I just, yeah. I mean, I think maybe another option. Just thinking because there's not <laughs> the fall is usually not not great for, especially like the early fall. Um, I mean, the, the one thing that I think they could maybe do would be shoot for like Labor Day weekend, where <laughs> we've seen that yeah. kind of work with with like the It movies. And it's a totally different uh, genre and brand and everything. But if you get a big movie in that space, you can you can basically own September. Right. Right. So maybe that's yeah. Well, boy, if they could own Labor Day week, Labor Day weekend's like one of the deadest weekends of the right? year, movie wise. If they could like you typically, like yeah, hundred thirty million. That just that just goes to show you. I think. I mean, August is sort of interesting as well. I think they have potential room there. Um, they could yeah, do August is usually dead too. Not the, not early August. Early August. No, not early August, but late August is usually. <laughs> yeah, I mean yeah. August seventh is still Peter Rabbit, Infinite, you know, Empty Man. I mean that's first week of August is when Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, came yep. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you know, what's July? What's July? What's uh, July? What's July? I think. Oh, I don't know about early July. It's Morbius. It's Morbius and Marvel Star go to this time. It's a dumb one. Uh, but again, that's their property. Like that's Disney property. So I mean, they're not gonna they're not gonna open opposite their own movie. You know, right? So I don't know. I think. I mean, I think you're right. I think early September is sort of an option here. Um, yeah, that's the only one that that pops into my head because um, that gives them September, October. I mean, it's it's still tight because it's only two months before. Yeah. Eternals. Maybe they move Eternals back like a week or two, you know, to like Maybe. to accommodate that. Um, challenging. Now let's get to Mulan. Now Mulan's another Disney property. Mm. Again, less issues with bumping up against you know any other movies that can basically come out you know wherever it wants, irrespective to you know other Disney properties. Uh, Mulan. This was sort of so Mulan was really tracking really well. Um, the initial kind of projection was like in the 40 to 50 million opening range. 
as recently as like three weeks before release. I think they uh, most trackers have bumped up to like between seventy and eighty, possibly even ninety million open to release. So the buzz was really good. Unfortunately, again, they had to move it. Um, again, feels like again this. Again, I think we're talking, we're running to a lot of the same issues we just kind of walked through. Where there's a couple mm. weekends that are open, so maybe Mulan, like the June twelfth, uh, yeah. can make some sense for that. Um, I really, this really should be a summer movie. Um, like this wouldn't make sense in September. Like I think Mulan's a movie that wouldn't do well in September. Um, let me yeah. let me throw you something out of the box. Yeah, sure. What if they just release it on Disney Plus? <laughs> So I think I think they should absolutely do that for New Mutants. <laughs> uh, would no, New really? Mutants get the Disney release, or would it go to Hulu? Because I think Disney bought Hulu out outright with right. the intent of releasing like their you know more um, non PG and G movies uh, to Hulu. Yeah. So. Uh, fair, so fair. So Disney Plus or Hulu, whatever you know, makes right. sense. I think they should absolutely do it for that because, again, as we both at this about, point, anyone... why, why risk it? <laughs> Setting another date and causing some other calamity that causes it to be delayed a, a fifth time or sixth but that's time. A, and that's a movie people would check out, though. I mean, if it was like let's let's say it was on Disney Plus, people would absolutely. Oh, let's I'll do eight bucks a month. I'll try it out just uh, so I could see New Mutants. Like it's mm-hmm. something they would see. Like there's interest in the movie. Just people aren't going to trek out to the theaters and shell out, you know, ten to fifteen bucks for it. Right. Uh, but let's go back to Mulan. I don't think. Well, as a fan, I would love it. As if I was a movie studio executive, I would strongly push back against it. I mean, oh this yeah, is... no, I'm sure. But like, if if you're Disney, you've got a lot of titles like. When, oh, yeah. you're, oh, yeah. when you're when you're the king, like these are these are the first world problems that uh, that Disney's gonna deal with, you know. Right. And, and maybe you just you may there has to be at least a couple of movies here. I'm guessing that they're gonna look at at their schedule and what they've got, and they're gonna you know swallow bite the bullet so to speak and and send a couple of them to just releasing on streaming. I, I think maybe you, you know you you lose some money on that, but I mean. You know, it's not going to hurt Disney in the long right. run, but you, I think you would engender some goodwill toward uh, from some of the fans um, by doing that. Mm. Depending, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's obviously like you don't want to necessarily the same argument for Black Widow then too. I mean, it's, yeah, <laughs> uh, I, but, like... I, but I think a movie like Milan or Black Widow, like the, there is that uh, you know wanting to see it on the big screen kind of aspect to it that. Uh, would probably prevent that. See, Mulan, I wouldn't mind putting July 10th. July 10th is Ghostbusters Afterlife, an untitled Purge sequel, Purge. Yeah. by Purge 5 or whatever. Mulan could absolutely go in there and, and yeah. quite win the weekend quite easily. And and for, just from an audience point of view, I think those are three slot, three counter pro. You know, I don't think there's much overlap between those three movies' audiences. So no, um, I honestly, I don't even even July 3rd, the week before, when you have Free Guy and Minions: Rise of Gru. Uh, now, Free Guy is a is a Fox property, so again, mm-hmm. they probably don't want their own movie to go up against and that. And they but. probably don't want to go head to head with Minions just to. I mean, they would probably win the weekend, but I would still. I would divide mind the it. audience. I I don't think I mind it. The audience for Minions is really young. Like I think once you get to like nine or ten, I think they're out. Yeah. They're out of Minions. Minions is is a really young, you know. Oh no, man! I see I see adults with like. 
you know, well, minions, yes. t-shirts, and you see adults with shorts. Sesame Street stuff too. So, so I would <laughs> <saying>. <laughs> um, so yeah, Quiet Place, Quiet Place Two. I I would really love to see this be like a fall movie, um, mm, like, maybe like early October. Yeah, early oh, October. Yeah, like October. late October, like Halloweenish. Yeah, it, it great, was, great ho- uh, horror month release. Right, and Quiet Place. Sort of a horror movie, sort of a thriller, yeah. like sort of none of those. So, but I think it, but I think it's really both those and yeah. right. But it fits as a fall movie. I think the first yeah. one particularly. I mean, it did fine in the spring. It came out in the spring. Did fine in the spring. Worked in the spring. But I think as a fall movie, it would have been awesome too. Uh, Woman in the Window. Uh, we we both have talked about this. This was made <laughs> for like that first weekend in October. You know, yes, that, girl uh, on really... a train and yeah. <laughs> Gone girl. Gone girl, girl yeah. on a train, woman in the window. Yeah, that uh, screams like October fifth. <laughs> you know? Just just <laughs> call it there. I don't care who it's up against, just and then uh, nope. call, call it a day there. Uh New Mutants again. I, yeah. I mean, Hulu. Maybe, <laughs> Hulu. Uh, <laughs> Hulu it. So, you know, we'll see if anything else. I mean, it's as far as May goes, I, you know, there's not you know, there's I mean, again, there's a SpongeBob movie, there's Scoob, a couple of animated movies. There's no other. Again, the next big re- the next big movie to watch is Wonder Woman. You know, in June, mm. so that's that's June fifth, first weekend in June. So we'll kind of wait and see on that. Again, I think as far as impact, Corona impact, as of now, we have to see how the next few weeks play out. I think it was the right move. I think it's safe to say Black Widow could not have happened on May first, based on you know the kind of the projections we're seeing, and uh, yeah, probably not. Yeah, so uh, we'll keep monitoring. We'll we'll tweet updates on it. So get, feel free to give us a follow. Give the Onstage Bop uh, Twitter account a follow, or Greggy three three three, or Ken Jones eighty one, and uh, we will make sure you're kept keep updated on all of these developments. Uh, okay, so one other thing we wanted to announce this week was we have a survey that we want you all to take. This is the first ever see, don't see survey. And what we, what we've asked in the survey is we laid out about a number of actors and actresses, the top actors uh, in Hollywood today. And we want to know what your see, don't see rating is for all the actors. Uh, we've given our see, don't see for um, various actors over the last year or so. And we want to hear yours. So uh, we've posted a link to the survey on our Facebook page, on the Twitter page, as well as my and Ken's personal accounts. We are mm-hmm. giving away a $25 Amazon gift card. Uh, um, to that's, like one a, that's like a roll and a half of toilet paper. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Maybe. Right. As, of, so, as of recording. So everyone less who, by the time I yeah, get right. it. Everyone who fills out the survey uh, will be eligible to win. We're giving one of these away. And uh, you just have to give us your email, and we don't use the email for any um, for anything else other than just to notify you if you've won. No, I mean, it's it's just the two of us. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's there's no big uh, corporation behind us yes. yet that you yeah. know of. So come check Mwah. it out. I think we're going to create a page on the blog just to kind of house the survey uh, for the meantime. We're not going to close it uh, for probably at least another week or so. We'll keep it open for anyone that wants to fill it out. Uh, so go check that out. Uh, we'll remind you again at the end of this podcast. Uh, let's do before the game. Do you want to talk uncut gems, Ken? Sure. Yeah. 
So uh, we're bringing this up because I saw Uncut Gems last weekend on Video On Demand. Uh, I'm sure it'll be, you know, for free or whatever now that movies are just releasing these left and right. <laughs> but um, but this was a movie on top of my uh, my watch list and really wanted to check it out. And I did. Um, I was very excited to see this. I was I always, I always curious to see Adam Sandler in different type of uh, roles other than his usual comedy stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Safdie brothers are interesting directors, interesting plot. Weird cast, Kevin Garnett, Mike Francesa, Dina Menzel. Very weird. <laughs> Very weird cast. <laughs> uh, it's got best picture buzz. I know, I think, uh, you know, I think some people thought it should have been there. Some people thought Adam Sandler should have gotten the best actor nom. Having now seen it, Ken, I'm pr- I like the movie. I'm pretty satisfied that it did not get a best picture nom or a best actor nom. What okay. Remind me your thoughts on that. I, I was I, I gave it four out of five stars. Um, yeah. I didn't review it, but I I, I did enjoy it. But uh, if you can actually enjoy, <laughs> if you can actually call it enjoying it, uh, the experience of watching Uncut Gems, right? Because uh, right. it really is uh, just two hours of of tension and nerves. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> I I would have given it three out of four stars. So very similar to you. Um, mm-hmm. So one of the interesting things was Adam Sandler because the role, a lot of times we say, oh, that role was meant for him. I think that was especially true in this case and almost to the point where I really think the Safdie brothers really wrote that role only for I th- him. I think they're if, on record as saying that, actually. Yeah, because yeah. if they if he wasn't available or didn't want to do it, I don't think they, that movie could have been done. Um, I mean, that character is super written to like the eccentricities of adam sandler and sort of the character that he likes to do uh what was your overall takeaway of sandler's performance in the movie i I thought it was really good like i like i am a fan of sandler's early work with billy madison and happy gilmore um the the later period like 2000s to today i've pretty much tried to avoid especially like everything they released for netflix Mm -hmm. uh but like one of my favorite movies of his is uh, Punch Drunk Love, with uh, by Paul Thomas Anderson, which is just a totally different uh, performance from him than we're used to seeing. And this was not in the same vein uh, performance-wise because it's a very different character, but it's it's completely different than what you're used to seeing from him. And it it is nice to see but it's also a little frustrating because you you see that and you see that he has that in him and it makes you kind of frustrated with the other stuff that he decides to put out all the time mm-hmm. instead and mm-hmm. you know it's like if he did st- more stuff like this like he, he'd have a great reputation as one, like one of the best like uh you know well, um comedy actors you know right but well, instead I- he just mm-hmm. decides to do what he does and it's well, this- confounding this role is 100% serious, but it sort of blends like his comedy side into it because it's it's certainly an exaggerated personality that he's yeah. playing. Um, it's not like a dead serious it's, role it's that he's a, done it's in It's a very movies. manic like performance. Yeah. You know, he's kind of like making up. It's a character that's kind of making it up as he goes along and, and trying to <laughs> right. you know, live by the seat of his pants, so to speak. Right, or fly right. by the seat of his pants, yeah. and it wor- and it works. And for just forgetting the fact that this role, I think, could have only been done by him. I think he's very effective in in portraying that and and being yeah. believable and authentic. He has the right uh, energy for the character. Yes, he does. Yes, yeah, yes. Uh, I really enjoy Kevin Garnett 
in this yeah. movie. Yeah. <laughs> is, is he good? He was he was really that was, good. That was my that was my reaction. I was like, I, I think when I first came out of seeing the movie, I texted you and, or messaged you and Chris, and I, I think I said Kevin Garnett for best supporting actor. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> No, he was very believable, very, again, very authentic, um, even, I mean, again, extremely credible. I mean, he's basically also, playing himself also helps to that he, Yeah, he is. Yeah. It also helps that he looks like he can still play. But like, like, he I, looks exactly like he, does, he did back in yes. 2011 or whatever year the movie's uh, set in. But I don't want to shortchange that because my daughter's watching Space Jam right now. She's watched it a couple of times, and she mm-hmm. likes it. And you watch Michael Jordan in it. And Michael Jordan is not a good actor. He's, no. you know, he's not. He doesn't. I mean, he just doesn't. It's like. You I mean, in fairness, he's playing against cartoons. I know, but he's you know, he's playing opposite scenes, Bugs Bunny. He has scenes with his wife before that, and sure. other scenes, and, and, then, and I know it's right. And I yeah. understand he's not going for best Oscar, you know, best actor or whatever. But but, Seinfeld. but it's Sorry. much hard, right? And, but it's much harder than it looks to you know just act like act authentic in yeah. a camera, especially and with, be yourself. Yeah, right. With pre-scripted lines and there's things you're trying to achieve and all that. So Garnett did a really good job. The yeah. one scene I did not like him in was the auction scene. I thought I I'm surprised they let him go with that scene because I think. Mm. The character he was showing in that movie, I think that character would have been madder in the auction than he <laughs> showed at the time. You like, know, but it's like he's expecting, like he's expecting yeah. the auction to get at this price, not even at this certain price, but like it's just like give in. something's up. Like, and he yeah. knew something was up. He told him that, you know, but he's just like, oh yeah, no, I'm just not good to like he, the real Kevin Garnett, as we know. I mean, the Kevin Garnett's like a maniac. You <laughs> he's know, a maniac. Like, he really right. is, and he just. <laughs> That's not the way he would have acted. Very and, I'm not, and I'm not even sure that was right for the script. Like, I think it would have been a more, even more tense movie. He, if he's like, you can just kind of see it in his eyes that he's like, he knows something's up and he's pissed that he's supposed to get the stone and didn't, you know, because Sandler promised him, oh, yeah, 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 you can get to just go to the auction, bid for it or whatever. Um, so I didn't like that scene from Garnett's point of view. Um, Mike Francesa, uh, he's in two <laughs> short scenes. I think I think both scenes are hilarious because he's just yelling uh, at Sandler the entire time. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I think you're wrong. I think you're wrong. <laughs> right, right. What do you want? You know, after he, he's like he's yelling at the chef for putting carrots in the salad, and he turns to Sandler like he's treating like a WFAN caller. It's like, what do you want? You know, what do you want? Like. Just, <laughs> Awesome, perfect. Chef's kiss. Um, give me more Gary the Bookie. I'm good with spinoffs. Just, if it's just him yelling at different people for different reasons, I'm in. Um, and Dean Menzel, also really good. Um, yeah. I thought very again underwritten as most you know most of these characters, quite frankly, are underwritten because uh, again it's really kind of about Adam Sandler's um, character. Did you think his character's name was um, oh uh, 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 Brett Ratner? Uh, uh, Howard Rat- Ratner. Oh, Howard Ratner. That's right. Yes. Brett, Brett Ratner is the guy who owned the Nets. Uh, for, <laughs> no, Brett Ratner. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Director. Oh, oh, he's a director. That's right. That's Brett right. Ratner. Yeah. Brett Ratner. There was a Ratner who owned the Nets for like a cup of coffee. But no, oh, like, was... no idea. Um, anyway, I thought that was strange. So, I, got, oh. I want to also mention Julia Fox, the actress who played. Uh, Adam Sandler's mistress. Yes, yes. Uh, this was her first role. Oh, really? Huh. Yeah, which is incredible. Like she really stood out. Okay. Good performance. Yeah, I agree. Overall, the movie again. This might have been. 
Again, I thought it was pretty effective. I didn't, it was, for me, it was not as tense as I was expecting. Um, I think there are a couple scenes that got close to it, but I was more, I was more relaxed during the movie than I thought it was. Really? I was, yeah. Like, I wasn't, I wasn't, uh, like, completely, like, on the edge of my seat, like, oh my gosh, this is so tense, (laughs) the entire movie, but it it was more of like a, it gives you that unsettled feeling kind of like in your stomach. You're like watching this guy just like his life kind of unravel and, and he's right. trying to like do this high wire act and you're just like, mm-hmm. Oh dear God, stop. Why no, are you still stops, going? Basically. Like, yeah, yeah, why, yeah. why are you doing this to yourself? <laughs> like, stop. Right. Ronnie, stop. Yeah. Right. I, I enjoyed the scenes of him watching basketball when he has a bet on it because that's like yeah. if you go to any sports book you see a hundred guys like him like every shot like even it's yeah. first quarter eight minutes to go come on make this jumper come on yeah like that was really good i really wanted to see his character do that when he was losing the bet because now it would have been more funny but i think it's also it really shows like his manicness when it's like you know he's on the verge of it but both of the big bets he puts he's like winning like from the jump there was no tension of whether the bet was going to hit or not you know outside of like the second one maybe the opening tip so i thought that was a little str- a strange choice on that part i thought maybe he's maybe a little prelude or showing i don't know but uh let me ask you let me ask you a quick question yeah um, so this is one of those movies that maybe you could do you, let me rephrase that do you think this is one of those movies that gets more acclaim from people that see it because of the ending than the overall Mm. movie itself because the ending is a real wallop right and really like hits you like a ton of bricks yeah 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 Um, and and it's sometimes you leave the theater and and the impression of the movie's last five minutes kind of like sticks with you some people would say i don't necessarily buy that but does the movie get more acclaim because of the ending? I actually think that was the only way that movie could have ended. It, I didn't predict the ending, but I think that was the only. It, it, it would have been a the weird. Ending movie. Does kind of come out of nowhere and just. It like, does. Oh. Yeah, but when you really think about it, yeah, it'd be a weird movie yeah, yeah, if yeah. he came out like a winner and just everything went well. You know, right. that, I don't think that's the point. Of the, I, I don't. I just. I don't think that resonates with the rest of the tone of the movie and. And, right, but like it's such a it's such a shock or whatever the ending mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. Uh, you know some people some people say like when you have an ending like that, mm-hmm. it elevates the 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 overall impression that people have of it. Yeah, rather than just you know um, a movie that's great all the way through. I don't know. I I do think it's rewatchable, even though if you know the ending, I agree. Again, I think it's it's a it's a really good Sandler performance and. <laughs> Um, and just a lot of this, I, th- I think really just all the scenes that involved him trying to get out of one thing or another, um, or get into one thing or another. And then put himself into a whole new situation. Yeah, right. I, I think that's, I think it's compelling. I think it's compelling cinema. So I do, I do think it's rewatchable and, uh, and very good for that regard. All right. Yeah. So that was, yeah, I liked it. Um, glad I saw it. Um, I wish I saw it before I saw Terminator, uh, Dark Fate. <laughs> I was choosing between that or Terminator. Uh, Parasite's next to my list. I know you're really excited to have me watch Parasite. I, let me because... let me put because Parasite's obviously been hyped to the max. Right. Uh, literally, I've 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 let four or five friends borrow this movie. None of them have been disappointed by it. Huh. So, 
well, take that I, for what you will. I do have to say, I think Invisible Man is. I think I'm uh, Invisible Man's probably next to my list. I'm going to see that before Parasite, but uh, but yeah, after that, after Invisible Man, Parasite for sure. Nice. Okay, let's end on a game. So this new game is called Tough Choices. So uh, by the way, for those longtime listeners, we're obviously not doing see, don't see this week. There's nothing <laughs> yes, to do see, nothing, don't see. There's nothing to see or, don't, or not to see. <laughs> So instead, we're going to do tough choices. Now, Ken, I have not. This is the first. I don't know the rules of- to this game. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. This is a completely uncharted territory I for me. I purposely avoided telling you about this game because I want to surprise you with it. And let's You're see what happens. Springing so, it on me. I don't like surprises. I know. So tough choices are really like simple. I'm going to give you two choices, and you have to. And they're movie related. They could be two movies. It could be two actors. It could be two. Oh boy. Uh, plot concepts, whatever, and you gotta tell me which one of those you like more or prefer. Oh, more. this is gonna be torture. And and uh, you can use any criteria you want. It's I would I wouldn't like answer in point two seconds, but answer you know within five right. seconds. That's so. So here's the thing: if you if you like, we're we're pretty good friends. Mm-hmm. But if we if you really 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 knew me as a movie goer, and and my movie tastes. Uh-huh. You could craft this game to really make it torture for me. Oh yeah, look, this so is the opening I'm kind salvo. of scared right now. This is the opening salvo, Ken. So you know, we'll we'll see. Uh, Hopefully, uh, this okay. goes well, and we'll do more versions of this. Oh boy! All right, you ready? No. Now, now I will. I will warn. I will warn you. Most of these choices have commonalities between them or themes to it, but some might just be random. It's just be two totally random choices, and you have to okay. tell me which one you like more. So I'm not ready, but let's go. <laughs> All right. Casino or Goodfellas? Which one? Goodfellas. Goodfellas? Okay. I'm doing these all just like yeah. instant reaction. No Empire, thought. Empire Strikes Back or Last Jedi? Ooh, Empire. That's a tough one, though. Okay. You're right, these down. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord of the Rings trilogy uh-huh. or the Captain America trilogy? Oh, Lord of the Rings. Wes Anderson oh. or P.T. Anderson? Oh, there it is! <laughs> oh, gosh! Oh! Oh, my, my soul has been rendered. <laughs> I don't know! <laughs> tough. This is tough choice. This is so hard! <laughs> I don't... I, I hate this it's game. Not- this is not hard for me. Just like, just oh, like. I know you're going to say P.T. Anderson, <laughs> and I want to too. But then now, so let me ask you: if 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 I choose one of them, does that mean the other one never exists? No, no. It's just it's a simpler game than that. Just which okay. Because like? <laughs> uh, oh, that would be a good game. Actually, ooh, actually, that's, that's a good. That's, that's a good the game. thing. Like, yeah. Ooh, uh, you know what? Let's do that. Oh, why did I suggest that? <laughs> That's really good. Oh. All right. Uh, so, yeah, the other one disappears. So, I like. so I either have to live with Wes Anderson's filmography or P.T. Anderson's <laughs> filmography. Oh, my gosh. Why did I do this to myself? <laughs> oh, my stomach hurts. <laughs> You're way past five seconds. Um, I know. I can't choose. <laughs> Someone get King Solomon for me. Uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. Oh! Uh, 
I have to say, so um, if you're stuck That's at home, so as you as you are stuck at home and if you have not seen There Will Be Blood, go watch that right now. I mean, it is, yeah. It's one of the best movies of the uh, last 25 years, at least. Uh, was, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not a big fan of you right now. <laughs> I, I was literally squirming on my couch um, in front of my computer uh, doing right. that. You can write a fan note to Wes Anderson to apologize. Oh. Uh, okay, now, are you ready next, or do you need a minute? I might need a minute, but right. let's power through. Editor, editor's note, we're cutting 30 minutes of dead air out of this. For <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wait, I'm the editor. I know, I know. <laughs> All right, Tom Cruise or Harrison Ford? Harrison Ford. Sandra Bullock or Julia Roberts? Huh. Oh. Well, actually. Uh... <laughs> well, I didn't expect this to be a tough one for you. It's, okay. it's, it, it, it's, it's the opposite of. of right, I love um, this game already. We're, def- we're definitely, we're definitely doing this game in the future. It's the opposite of the Anderson versus Anderson <laughs> choice. Because, like, Julia Roberts and Sandra Bullock both have a couple movies that I like. Right. But none that are like super appealing to me. Mm-hmm. So I guess uh, Sandra Bullock made Gravity. So I'm gonna go with Sandra Bullock. But then I just realized it's like Sandra Bullock. So yeah, Sandra Bullock. Okay. Godfather one or Godfather two? Ooh. Oh man. <laughs> What'd you say? I said that's a tough one too. Uh, okay. yeah, oh man! Godfather two. Okay. Next, Godfather three <laughs> or Phantom Menace. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh man. Um, <laughs> Do I have to choose one? You do. Which one do you? Which one do you like more? I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go with Phantom Menace just because of wow. the duel of the fates scene. So I gotta be honest. I think Godfather Three gets a bit of a bad rap. I need to rewatch it. I think I've only seen it twice. And and I'm saying that before the rewatchables, a podcast we both really like, just did Godfather Three, and I think they've oh, had that did? opinion as well. Yeah, and. Uh, I just I, I watched it three years ago I think and again it's not there are super bad elements to it but it's really it's not it's not a travesty it, it's it's not a yeah. catastrophe there's some really good parts of it and really there are but there's some really problematic stuff too. oh no no question no question all right so you pick Phantom Menace uh, all right two Probably more more of these okay thank God I got two more <laughs> Joker or American Sniper huh. American Sniper. Okay. Now the reason I picked those, I was two, yeah, I was curious why that was a choice. Those were two movies nominated for Best Picture that a lot of critics didn't think had any business being in the conversation, uh, okay. but had a lot of popular backing to it, basically. So you said American Sniper, right? Yes. Last one. Please don't be a hard one. Gladiator. Okay. Or or, or Braveheart. 
Um, Gladiator. Gladiator. Ooh. Yeah. I'm not sure I could answer that one. I oh. love. I love both. They're like my two kids. They're like my two busy <laughs> kids. And I'm not. I'm not really sure. I so I get to play this with you next week, right? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Feel okay. free. Well, Feel free. I'm going to close it with that one then. So. So of your list. So just I'll answer where I was where I would be different. Um. So Casino Goodfellas. I'm a casino. So. Especially if the answer is which one disappears, I'm fine with Goodfellas. I like both movies. Both movies are great. I find Casino the more interesting rewatch. Like Goodfellas is a better movie, but I find Casino mm. the more compelling rewatch. I think there's more substance to it. I think uh, Goodfellas is like an adrenaline rush and a, a candy rush and a sugar rush all put into one. I think I think there's a little bit more meat to the bone in Casino. And again, I love both of the movies, and Goodfellas mm. is a better movie. But uh, Empire, I'm with you. Lord of the Rings. Uh, yep, uh, P.T. Anderson for sure. Uh, I would pick I would pick Tom Cruise uh, versus Harrison Ford myself. Um, Interesting. Now that I, I recognize that means no Star You're Wars, no goodbye to Star Wars and indie and a lot of movies I like uh, that he's in. Mm. I just Tom Cruise. I I think Cruise is kind of <laughs> he's sort he's on the Nicolas Cage like. He's a good actor, but like he's like the rich man's Nick Cage. Kind of, right, exactly. Right, yeah. like and Nick so, Cage is the poor man's Tom Cruise. Right, he's a super quirky actor and, and right. almost a, a comically ridiculous actor, but he's really compelling. Almost, he's yeah. very compelling on screen. So I just, in terms of rewatchability and enjoying it, I just I really like Tom Cruise movies generally. Uh, Sandra Bullock, I would pick her versus Julie Roberts. Got the one too. Um, that's a very tough one if that's I had to get one. one. But I think I'm with you on two. I think two's again. The slightly meteor. It's movie. one of those. It's the one of the examples, few examples, where people say the sequel is better uh, yeah. than the original. Yeah. Uh, God, I would pick Godfather Three versus Phantom Menace. I would pick Joker uh, over American Sniper. Really? Yeah. I I didn't. I wasn't crazy about American Sniper. Mm. I just I I thought a couple scenes worked. I just thought it was a mister under directed and misdirected movie uh, in a lot of parts. Um, interesting movie. I think a good Bradley Cooper movie, not a good Clint Eastwood movie. And I, I like Clint Eastwood movies generally, but um, there, that's that's just my that's that's it. Uh, and then Gladiator Braveheart. Oof. Save that for next week. <laughs> Save it. Right. Let your so, let your your you have nowhere to go for a week, <laughs> so you just have to live with that. And I know. Sit with it. I'll think about that. And stew <laughs> for a week. Yes, Greg. So have fun with that. So I hope you played. Hope the audience you played along. And uh, if you have any good um, tough choices for, so Ken's going to do me next week. If you have tough choices uh, mm. for me, feel free to email us at onstagebop at gmail dot com. Onstagebop at gmail dot com. Uh, we will do. So let's talk about next week. So that wraps up for this podcast. Um, We'll be back next week. We're, we're going to do as many weekly episodes as we can um, to get everybody through the coronavirus uh, epidemic. Uh, so I think next week, I think we're going to do some mailbag questions next week. Uh, um, I think Tough Choices went really well, so we'll do another round of that. Uh, we will break down any movie news that came out uh, in the upcoming week. And, uh, and we'll see what else. And if I see Invisible Mail, I'll give my thoughts and, uh, and we'll see what else happens. So once again, thank you for joining us. Uh, check us out on Twitter. OnStageBop is the Twitter handle. You can check uh, on screen as well. On Facebook, 
Follow them. Follow On Stage Blog. Follow me at Greggy333. You can follow Ken Jones at KenJones81. Ken, uh, you wrote something about Tom Hanks. Uh, I did, because yes. Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson uh, both came down with uh, coronavirus. And so, as we are all secluded for the foreseeable future, <laughs> um, I thought it would be cool to make a uh, top 14 or not top 14, but a, a list of 14 movies that star Tom Hanks to get you through your um, your 14-day uh, quarantine. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it's going to be longer. Yeah, right. That was, and, that uh, was a pretty good list. Yeah, I, I, I agreed. Uh, yep, I agreed with your list as well. Uh, I think we're going to be here longer than 14 days. Yeah, it, it will that was... not be the amount of time Tom Hanks was on that the was Castaway not, Island. Yeah, I was going to say, that was not <laughs> the case when I wrote that list. That was for people that were choosing to self-quarantine to avoid potentially uh, infecting others. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, the world one changes. Thing, I don't Life know comes at you fast. Right, right. And I don't know if we're going to do it next week. We might save it for another week, but Ken and I are going to have a discussion about Wes Anderson. We're, we're just... Oh, well, I'm just going to leave it at that. We're, um, it's used to me. It's a um, movie court. We might save Wes it for Anderson. movie court. I'm not sure. We we might actually. It might be a great movie court, um, but we'll we'll see. We're, so you know, we're gonna have some fun over the next few weeks. Uh, we're gonna obviously break from our usual uh, mold and uh, hopefully have some fun discussions. Uh, maybe a couple guests or guests or two, and uh, and so we'll see. Uh, anything else to plug? Uh, check out Onstage Blog, of course, for all sorts of other podcasts. Uh, there's Movie Musical Shakedown. Um, again, while you're working from home or while you're just sitting around, uh, play our old uh, box yeah. office preview episodes. Um, We've uh, got almost 40 episodes in the can. That yeah. They still hold up. You can see how yeah. wrong we were in our uh, predictions, our box office predictions, and um, go through all the see don't sees. And uh, you know, if we have time, we might uh, compile all the uh, see don't sees into one special episode. You know, uh, we edit it. You know, edit all those, all those sec- that, all those uh, segments. That sounds like more work stuff. for me. <laughs> Thanks, Greg. No, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> um, that's awesome. But go yeah, go through them. Uh, I would definitely if you're if you rewatch Avengers Endgame on Disney Plus, check out. We did a special box office preview episode on that. Check yeah, that out. Yeah, we had like we two or three episodes that we we yes. content for Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> one of the funniest see don't sees was when um, I asked see or don't see if the only thing you know is there's a possibility that Ant-Man explodes Thanos from his butthole. <laughs> you know, from his butthole. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure we were both like strong three. Oh, uh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was one of our better ones uh yeah so check it out so otherwise hey, everyone uh please stay safe um yes stay safe and if you're checking out movies uh you know tell us what you feel about them, especially invisible man i'll give my thoughts next week we'd love to hear your thoughts as well uh so stay safe stay indoors and social distance all right we'll catch uh we'll catch you next week for ken jones this is greg Earhart. this is the box office preview podcast we will see you next week adios <laughs>